talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're recapping Season 5, Episode 20, Ugh. Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> we're on 20 already. My God. I know. Last night when I was taking my notes and I put what episode number it was, I couldn't believe that we were this far. And then I was like, wow, we probably could take a week off <laughs> like soon. <laughs> We could. The holidays are coming up. Yeah, we'll plan it. And we'll just take off, like, two weeks or something. Okay. Two weeks. We'll, see, we'll use that time to shop. Yeah. we. I mean, I think everybody who does podcasting needs breaks once in a while. And sometimes when I'm listening back to the episode, I don't know if I'm just, like, not feeling it that day. And I'm just trying to... I can hear it in my voice. Like, how I'm talking... And then I and then I snap out of it because you'll say something really stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I bring you back. (laughs) Yeah, like the one the one from Downtown Crossing when we were talking about. You were like not into that episode at all. You were like, I don't get it. And we were talking about how she just gave the wife the five hundred dollars, and you were like, What does she have? Survivor's guilt? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, why? I was like, that's so funny. She has survivor's guilt, dude. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Um, well, anyway, what did you think of this episode? I like this episode. I think this is the end of Charlie, so you should be happy. Yeah. Um, I, I remembered the whole thing with um, Pacey and the new owner or manager. Yeah. And I remember that Aubrey gets... Um, Audrey. Audrey. Sorry, I remember. I know that you Aud- call her. You call her. I can't Aubrey. remember. I can't. I don't know why the D and the B. I don't. Whatever. But Audrey, she gets like you know booted, and I don't like this new manager person, which I think ultimately is a reason why he ends up leaving the restaurant. I actually started playing the next episode, and she's like more involved on the show. Yeah. No, she she kind of starts really putting the moves on Pacey and stuff. Yeah, NPCs like mm. I don't even remember this at all. I I remember her face. Like I forgot it happened until it was happening. But then as soon as I saw her face, I was like, oh yeah, I remember her face. <laughs> this well, like- the actress is named Sherilyn Fenn. She was in. She's been acting forever, but she was in Twin Peaks. Okay. Um, and she was also in a movie called Boxing Helena. And it's such a weird movie. So, like, there is this video. The video cover was her. But it was just, like, her torso. And she was in a box. And I was always, like, so interested in what that, what this movie was. It was it was almost like a, um, like a sexual, like, thriller type movie. And okay. I remember, like, somebody rented it for me when I was a kid. And I sat and watched it. And... That's weird. A sexual thriller. Yeah, it's, it's a weird movie. Before. That's weird. Hold on, I'll I'll pull it up. It's a it's a very weird movie because I remember there's a lot of sex in it. And being young and watching it, I just remember being so awkward. I was like, yeah. what, what am I watching? I thought it was about a lady in a box. <laughs> this lady's a little above uh, this movie's a little <laughs> above my age limit here. That didn't seem to matter when I was a kid. I mean, my, I had older siblings, so they were always just watching whatever. Yeah, times are different. And I just sit there and watch it with them. And they, Dude, I remember the... Like, Don't tell mom. <laughs> I remember the um 
it was a Buffy episode. It was later in the show when Spike had the chip or whatever. And I remember Buffy and Spike, I forget what episode it was, but they're like fighting and then they start like doing it as they bring down this building. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, So I remember, I think I must've been 10 or 11, maybe watching that. And I just felt so awkward. I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this episode. Like this is not an age appropriate. I don't see anything, but like, yeah, I'm like, it was crazy. So that's, she's in a box. So it's about a surgeon becomes obsessed with the seductive woman he once was in an affair with. Um, Refusing to accept that she has moved on, he amputates her limbs and holds her captive in his mansion. Wow. So I do remember this movie. So he literally makes sure she can never leave. Keeps her in a box and she can't fight him back. And it was directed by Jennifer Lynch, who I believe is related somehow to David Lynch, who did Twin Peaks, which was what Charlene Fenn was in. Now I want to rewatch this movie. (laughs) Weird. I'm good. That's all you, man. I'm good. Anyway, so yeah, that's Alex, Casey's new boss. Right. But um, I uh, I liked the episode. I thought it was very fast, a very fast watch. There was a lot of Charlie, but I'm glad that he's he's out of here. He's exit stage left, yeah. I still find it very weird that they gave Charlie and Joey a storyline. I, I don't understand it. It was pointless. And I most so likely probably got a lot of feedback of people saying um, no. And that is exactly why he didn't stay. Plus, I think what One Tree Hill was coming up. Well, One Tree Hill was One Tree Hill started after Dawson's Creek ended. So oh, okay. my thought was that they had a like a holding deal for him. And he, you know, he was on all these other WB shows to begin with. So once Dawson's was over, they probably found this show for him to be a lead on. And wow. He is very charming and he's very, he is very attractive. So I understand why he was hired, but he's, this character is just, his face annoys me so much. <laughs> and she even like touches his hair at the end. Like she like rubs her hand through her hair, his hair. I wanted her to like, just like grab scissors and start just cutting with dull scissors. <laughs> I feel like. Oh wait, that's what I've, it already looks like. <laughs> everything I've ever seen him in, his mannerisms and his characters are very similar. Yeah. Like, he only plays one type of dude. Exactly. He's not like, he's not a great actor. It's literally, he does. He literally just plays the same character over and over. I'm glad that he's, you know, done. I'm ready to move on from him. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of, it, there was like some cute scenes in it, but um, we'll get into it. Before we do that, why don't we do a quick catch up, Jamie? Okay. I'm painting my nails finally. I think last week I talked about um the gel stuff that I have. Yeah. So I finally did my own nails and they came out pretty good. I'm very happy with myself for doing it first time. And then hey, show me them again. What do I say? Look a little shiny. <laughs> so pretty. Um and we went bowling. Oh, everybody, did you? Yeah, everybody but the oldest. He didn't want to go, so he stayed behind. But we all went bowling and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Wait, I feel like you told me. I probably did. Did you win? Yeah, what happened? Oh, yeah, I kicked everybody's butt. <laughs> You've been wanting to go bowling for so long. <laughs> I love bowling, okay? Hold we, were on. Su- we were supposed to go bowling, like, two years ago when we hung out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or last year, whatever it was. <laughs> I want to send it to you. I took a picture of the final score. Did you? Sing I normally the- do better, but I haven't gone bowling in years. <laughs> did you sing the song from Grace 2? We're going to score it. We're going to bowl tonight or is it score, score. <laughs> whatever bowling's fun i haven't i haven't bowled in so long oh my yeah. god so you won 
Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I could she really it. did win. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. The kids had bumpers. Chris and I didn't, but oh well, yeah, I, I hope you didn't. Huh? I should take my niece bowling. I love bowling. Um, it's pretty cool because they're out here. Like, so where I'm used to going bowling, if you have bumpers, they have to like you have to pull them up with like a pole. So yeah. here. When you get to like the table and you type in your names, you can select bumpers or no bumpers. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that when it's that when it's that person or that player's turn, the bumpers come up automatically. Oh yeah, high tap automatically. <laughs> this shit blew my mind. I was like, oh, this is way easier than having to like have the because like when I was growing up, like the kids had their anybody who had the bumpers had their own lane, and then the yeah. adults had their others because like they had to manually pull the bumpers up, and the adults never want to play with bumpers, so. Yeah, um, high tech. Yeah, so that's what we did. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad you went bowling. We all had a lot of fun. Oh my god, I used to go bowling like every weekend with my friends. My friend Tiffany always wanted to go bowling, and it it eventually got to a point where I was like, I'm done fucking bowling. <laughs> the only thing that I didn't like is, um, dude, like there people are rude now. <laughs> like there's no. Etiquette. You're realizing that now? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, in bowling, there's always been an etiquette. You take turns, like, when there's somebody on either side of you, like, every person. Oh, you know, right. Yeah. At the same time. Okay? And you stay out of somebody else's lane. There were these girls. They would have been, like, I don't know, preteens in the left-hand side. And they kept standing in our lane when, some, when one of their friends was bowling so they could take a video of it. And I'm like, there's nobody on the left side of you. We're clearly here bowling. Like, why are you in our lane? Did you yell at them? No, I was very tempted to, though. I was very, very tempted to be like, yo, you guys need to stay in your lane or get over into the left where there's nobody there. Stay out of our lane. Like, this is incredibly rude. <laughs> like, so rude. You should and have then, picked up their phone and threw it down. <laughs> dude, it was so tempting. And then the people on the right-hand side, it was like a family. It was like a, a dad, a mom, and like two younger kids. One of them, she had to have been like two or three. And she kept playing in the where the balls come up the machine. And I'm mm-hmm. like... This little girl is going to get her fingers pinched. Like she's going to lose a finger if she keeps playing with the balls. Well, because, that's you not know, your problem. The machine. problem. <laughs> well, the one time, I don't know where the mom was. The dad was paying attention to the other kid. And I went to, it was my turn. So I went to go grab a ball. And I just looked up. The, I'm like, be careful. You watch your fingers. Oh and she God. just kind of looked at me like, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then the mom came up at it. I don't know what the hell. She was on her phone, of course. And she's like sitting there while her daughter's playing with the balls. And every time the ball would come up, she just kind of pushed me. I'm like, get your kid away from the ball like machine. So were you stressed out? <laughs> I was annoyed, but I stopped paying attention at one point. And I think at one point the girl did pinch her fingers because she was crying. I don't know if she was crying because they wanted to leave or she was crying because she hurt herself. But she had like a mini meltdown. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, my mom would have probably spanked my ass if I played with the balls like that. I know we would have never been. I, I was just on Justin the other day. I was like, so we took his his nephew out on Saturday, his little nephew, uh, Mikey, mm-hmm. and went on a shopping spree at fucking five below. The kid wanted everything. <laughs> and then we went out to lunch. So this is like the first time that we've like had him. You know, we just took him for like the day. Right. So he's going to be three. I thought he was way older than that, but he's he's so tall. But he does this thing where he gets like super hyper and then he starts screaming. Oh. So when we were in the restaurant, he was doing that a lot. And I, you know, it was a lot. 
so oh so my point was justin was like you know if his dad was still here this mikey mikey would not be yelling like that and i was like yeah when we were kids my dad just looked at us and we just knew yeah not be you know parents was like that they give you that look and it's the don't fuck with me look you know like you're (laughs) testing my patience yeah we were never <laughs> bad in public as kids. We, I mean, I never threw tantrums. Neither did my siblings. Because, like, we were, we, my parents would the fear in us. Well, mostly my dad, but. Um, Dude, I think I had, I don't even remember it, but apparently I was, like, I don't know, four or five, and I had, like, a meltdown at the mall. <laughs> and um, they pulled one of those just wait until we get outside moves. And by that time, I've already calmed down or whatever. And then I go to climb into my car seat, and I totally had my ass handed to me. Like, I got whomped on the bed. Yeah, I believe it. Meltdown, like I don't know, but I just I don't know. First of all, preteens probably shouldn't be at the the out doing these things by themselves without a parent around. In my opinion, they were yeah. like a little too young to just be by themselves. No, I I don't think they should be there without adult supervision. They're not teens, right? Like, what ten year old should be at the bowling alley bowling? They were a little bit older, but still like 13 maybe yeah that's weird yeah dude i would never i would never be allowed to go like not by myself my my parents like like my mom probably would have been away but she would have been there like probably back a little bit she would have still been present yeah yeah she would have been there not necessarily involved but like there and there was no guardian there one of them kept stepping on his foot they had no they had no like social awareness they had no awareness oh no i would have i would have lost my mind yeah they had like no awareness of what was going on around them they were just in their own little world i would have been like get the fuck out of my space like you're killing me and just scared them but um no we took him out we went shopping we went to five below we went to bertucci's for lunch and then we went to my sister's um, and my niece Adriana was there and he was playing with Stella and I saw the baby and he was running around all their, their backyard, rolling all over the grass and the leaves. <laughs> it was really funny. And then he would like play dead. <laughs> I was like, what's, what, are you all right? And he would just like lay there. Um, but that was our Saturday. Sunday, we didn't do anything. It was like a really, we just had like that day already planned to take him. And um, he's a really cute kid. But he's have fun. like he's a handful. Um, all right. Well, I don't have much else to say. It was a very just whatever it was weekend. I didn't really I'm glad you went bowling though. It's a lot of fun. And I'm glad that I realized even more that I do not want children. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everybody. I was not like everybody is for kids. <laughs> so like we couldn't get in touch with his dad, and he was like he wasn't like answering the text messages to drop him off. So we called Justin's sister and she's like, whoa, do you want to drop him off here? And I was like, yeah, drop him off. Drop him off. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go. That's funny. Oh, but we didn't. We ended up taking, we took him back to his dad's. Um, all right. Well, do you want to get started on this episode? Let's get started on this episode. All right. So we are recapping season five, episode 20, separate ways, worlds apart. <laughs> It's so funny. Worlds apart is in parentheses. <laughs> I never understood that. I'm sure it's a song or something. I don't know. This aired April 24th, 2002, written by Nicole Renadive and directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. 
they're two names that we haven't read before. No. Okay. So we open with Audrey walking to her dorm and there's a scrunchie on the doorknob. And she's like, what? (laughs) She's like, Joey's got a boy (laughs) in the room. (laughs) But it was a little bit funny because it's not like they were naked or anything. They literally. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. But when we but when we find out what's in the room, she's literally they're both fully dressed. Yeah. She's on top of the blankets. Joey's in the blankets in her pajamas. He's fully dressed in jeans and a shirt. Like, he's just, I don't know. They didn't do anything at all. So lame. But I I don't, I guess they wanted their their alone time to continue talking or whatever it was that they were doing as she was drooling on the pillow. Yeah, he tells her she drools like a basset hound. (laughs) And then she threatens to tell everybody that he talks in his sleep about his mom taking his Barbies away. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. So then she's like, she's, she does that whole cutesy thing that drives me nuts. So she's like, do you want to know my favorite thing about it is? And he's like, no. (laughs) And she goes, do you know where I got this scar? Or who my sixth grade teacher was? And then he's like, no, but do you know who mine? And she's like, shh. You're ruining my favorite thing. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I was also confused. I didn't understand it either. I didn't know what the scar had to do with the teacher. It's until I just. It was just about getting to know each other because they were 15 years worth of baggage. Which was the same dumb storyline that we had when he was with Jen. Because she didn't know anything about him, him either. And that was her big thing about it. She was like, I don't know anything about you. Right. So, like, I don't know. And she's like, the point is, I wasn't there for every day of your life up until now. And you weren't here every day for mine. And he's like, and is that supposed to be a good thing? She's like, living without the weight of 18 years of expectation. Yeah, it's a good thing. You know, I blame you for this. But every time she smiles and puts her tongue between her (laughs) teeth, I can't not notice it now. I know. She does. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. Like, I can't stand it. I don't know why she thinks it's cute either. I don't get I it. I feel like that was something that everybody did at that time, though. Like, that was like. She's a very. She does, have a very she does have a very toothy smile where she, like, shows all of her teeth. That's fine. I just mean, like, like, I just. I feel like people who do that, they thought it was cute at the time. Same thing with the duck face. <laughs> like, it's just not cute. I always do that with my tongue, too. I always go. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she's like, all I really know about you is about your childhood is that you used to play with Barbie dolls. And he's like, well, Barbie used to look really hot naked. And she's like, oh, well, did you have the Malibu Beach House? Because I always wanted the Malibu Beach House. And then they have a pillow fight in her twin bed. Her tiny little twin bed. And she screams really loud in the dorm. And you would think something bad was happening to her. But no, they're just having a pillow fight. And we got the opening credits. So they're like bonding with each other. And it's like, I don't really care. You know? No, I mean, it was cute. But like, I don't care about this relationship between them at all. She doesn't care either. (laughs) No, she's like, I want him to. He's leaving. What do you mean? Is he going to stay? We're skipping steps here. He needs to go. He needs to go. He's like, oh, I don't like, I don't want him to stick around. He's so annoying. But 
I mean, they're hot because she, she's only looking at him, looking at him like a fling. But they're not even having sex. No, they're just getting to know each other. Yeah, it's just weird. Like Joey, just fuck him already, or don't. <sighs> I don't know. Don't. She can do whatever she wants, but like, it's not a real. It's not a fling. That's not what a fling is. A fling is like her. They're like fucking all day, and then she's just like, <laughs> "All right, well, is that what a fling is? Let's hang out later if you want." But yeah. That- Plans. There's no strings attached. They're just doing whatever. Not talking about your fucking childhood all day and all night while he's laying in bed with her and they're not even like, he's not even like That's doing... because he's trying to girlfriend her. That's why. It's just so stupid. He's to trying me. to put a label on that. It's not nor- like this isn't like, it's not like a normal, this would never happen. <laughs> like, I don't believe it. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he would he would be fingering her. <laughs> oh my god. He would. I mean, in this in this day and age, probably not, unless she's really chaste. I don't, I don't know. Well, she's not a virgin. I mean, she's, no, she's, but she's I'm never, sure she hooked, wants... she's never hooked up with anybody else but Pacey. Well, she almost loved with the teacher, like kind of. She, like she wanted to. She thought about it, but she didn't. I don't think a girl her age would have just allowed him to be laying in bed with her and nothing happened. That's all. And I, I think they think the audience is stupid, but but it she depends did... on the girl because I wasn't like that. But some girls are. It depends on the girl. But in this day and age, you're probably not. But me, personally, I probably wouldn't have even let him in my bed. <laughs> you can sleep on the floor. <laughs> this, day, this day and age, she'd have an OnlyFans. <laughs> she'd record right. their first time and post it for money. <laughs> oh, gross. Please, no. So gross. OnlyFans should be shut down. It's disgusting. Well, it's it's really a scam. It's not it's not that it's disgusting. It's just a scam. They're all I don't whatever. I'm not going to get into my OnlyFans spiel because I don't understand it. It's weird. All right, so now we cut to Audrey and Pacey, and they're at Civilization, and we well they learn that the restaurant is now under new management, and Pacey doesn't believe that Danny would leave because he's talked to him, and he didn't mention anything about him leaving. And Audrey's like, well, I hate to burst your bubble, but didn't Danny always say that he'll leave one day in search of a greater culinary adventure? I think that day has come, Pacey. So they're like, a memo came down that someone bought the place and Pacey doesn't believe that Danny would just leave the restaurant. So there's nobody at this restaurant. It's just the two of them. Yeah, it's probably early. They see a memo that says that it's closed for lunch and to come back at 3 p.m. for like a team meeting or whatever, like a they're gonna have like a meeting yeah with the new management with alex the new manager and the chef and owner are gone oh did you realize jen and jack weren't in this episode yes i did actually i did notice that i realized the way we were going with the storylines that we were gonna have to have two people not involved and it was them so now charlie finds joey on (laughs) worthington campus (laughs) he just pops up out of nowhere like oh joey and she's like um don't they have classes at Boston Bay? And he's like, yeah, but nobody goes to them. And she's like, you're waiting here for me the whole time? And he's like, uh, not the whole time. Most of the time. So he's like just stalking her now. He tells her that his band was asked to go on tour for 10 cities in a van. And it's exactly what he's been looking for. And they're going with a Go-Go's tribute band. So I don't even remember what the Go-Go's sing. Um, I feel like we got the beat. Is that the Go-Go's? Hold on, I'm going to look it up. And Vacation? I think they sing that. You know, I always got them confused with the bangles. Our lips are sealed. Oh, yeah. They did sing Vacation and we got the beat. Okay, I was I was on the right track. That was all in 81, 82. 
the lead singer was Belinda Carlisle, right? Yes. Yeah. I always thought she was pretty. So she's happy for him and asks when they're leaving. This summer? And he's like, Monday, actually. <laughs> and she's like, well, what about school? But it's weird that that's always how that happens. They're like, oh, I'm yeah. leaving uh, like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So we have to make this weekend last. <laughs> <laughs> I know I just met you and we started dating and stuff and got kind of serious, but I'm leaving in two days. I think the weirder thing is that he's asking her to go as his girlfriend when she's like so into her studies in school. And that that's what bothers me a little bit because he knows how much school matters to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would hope that if he knew anything about her after, you know, trying to get to know her all this time, he would know how much school is important to her. If she's not just going to stop her education to go on tour with him. Yeah. Like, he must think really highly of himself. Obviously. I mean, (laughs) we've watched him for how many episodes now? Yeah. He's such a narcissist. She's like, Charlie, Worthington College is my life. I love it here. And she, like, does this thing with, like... Worthington is my life. <laughs> this is where I'm meant to be. I love this place. I mean, it's pretty. Wherever that, that college that she's in is very pretty. I but... know. I'm pretty sure they were still in North. They, that was in North Carolina. I don't know. Probably. I got He's like, so you're saying I shouldn't go? And she's like, no, I'm saying I shouldn't go. He says, you know, he's not being fair. But the thing between them has just gotten started. And he's like, it took you a really long time to get to even consider me as a prospect. And I just don't want it to end. Who says yet. that? Who says that? Charlie. <laughs> Gone. No way. Does that man have these words in his vocabulary naturally? No, because he's so concerned about him having substance. Because that's, yeah. that's his whole thing in this episode. But she's like, well, you're not leaving right this second. It's not over yet. <laughs> and then she drags him away by his shirt and they go hang out and their her dorm room while she, while she studies and he just watches her study <laughs> pretty much what happens yeah um so now dawson and oliver are going over their meeting with a hollywood agent or it's a new york eight they're going to new york it's yeah so they were going to this meeting in the last episode and oliver convinced dawson to go to florida to get joey back or whatever right which later in the episode, Oliver brings up and it made me so angry because it was his idea. But when we get to that, I'll bring it up again. Yeah. So they rescheduled this meeting with his agent, Andrew Waller. And now they're going over like what they're going to talk about. And Dawson doesn't have a lot of like, he doesn't think that Oliver is going to like be a normal human being in this meeting. He doesn't know how to be a normal human being. And he and Oliver's like, just let me handle it. I'm like, Dawson, now you know better. Yeah. You know better. <laughs> Oliver's a fucking asshole in this episode. But Oliver's like, you know, you're just a little dry, Dawson. You got you gotta leave this to me because I shine in meetings. And Dawson's like, you've been to meetings? And he's like, we'll practice ones with my family. And Dawson's like, right, exactly, Oliver. But Oliver wants Dawson to chill out. He says, you're you're a terrific director and I'm a phenomenal writer. And when people ask us if we have representation, we can say, why, yes, yes, we do. It's so crazy because we started to kind of like him in like the yeah. last episode. And now I just go back to disliking him again. Yeah, he's a fucking putz. <laughs> right. And Dawson right. says, well, plenty of people have talent, but not everyone has an agent. Oliver's like, yeah, that's true. But it's all about presentation. We go in there looking like a million bucks. He's going to turn us down. So he suggests that they go in wearing matching suits 
walk coming down an escalator like Rain Man. And Dawson's like, get the fuck out of here, Oliver. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, you're you're something wrong with you, Oliver. <laughs> and he's like, what? That's a great idea. <laughs> with his dumb bangs. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this. I don't like I don't think that I would ever be able to be friends with somebody like him. I think he would make me crazy. Yeah, I've been around. I just stand at him stupefied all the time and be like, "Dude, I like don't even know what to say to you right now. You're driving me nuts. Stop talking." (laughs) He's just somebody. He's just one of those people that just he literally is in his own bubble, and he has more than a bubble, man. He's in his own fantasy land. But he has those moments of like reality where he is like like where he was with Dawson that yeah that that episode, but he's so consumed with himself. And, like, his own, like, what's happening in his own world. Like, his own, like, legit. Like, his brain. Like, what's happening in his own brain. That his he fantasy one. Yeah. That he doesn't consider everybody else around him. So yeah. when, so, like, when something, like, normal or, like, this meeting comes up, he's trying to live out this weird fantasy that he's thought of before, like, a million times in his head. Yeah. This comes off looking like because he was planning idiot. for it to go that way. And it totally drove me crazy because this guy literally was getting ready to get down to business and he goes on this this long dialogue and was like, all right, let's cut to the chase. And the dude's like, I was getting ready to cut to the chase, but you know, you had to speak. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny. He turned to Dawson and was like, Is this dude okay? Like, is he on drugs? Because uh, I'm a little questionable right now. If I was Dawson, I would have been so mad. I mean, he was I've... so mad, but I would have yeah. been like I can't be friends with you. Sorry. Like, you're like, he's forever connected to him now because of this movie, right? Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be connected forever in business. Like, if Dawson wants to, like, go off and get his own agent, like, he's totally allowed to do that. And And it'll probably end up happening, especially if they go into business together and that agent turns around and is like, listen, I'm cutting him, but I want to keep you. Are you going to do it? I mean, opportunity. I feel like I would probably accept the offer because I have, I mean, yeah, we made a movie together, but you ruined that for, for us. And I went back and tried to make it work. And if they only want me, then that's, you know, I'm going to take the opportunity. Yeah, that's hard. Who do you be loyal to? Yourself? Your, or to your friend? You have to always be loyal to yourself. I haven't, we haven't known this guy that long, you know what I mean? So it I'm is. like, how many friends are they actually? They made one movie. And Dawson really can't take them. He's always like... Yeah. Ugh, he's always like he's very up. patient i give dawson a lot of credit he's very patient when it comes to him very patient yeah meanwhile everybody else is like can you shut up yeah shut up <laughs> stop talking <laughs> so now we're back in joey and audrey's dorm joey's telling audrey that charlie wants her to go on tour with him and Audrey is in their huge ensuite bathroom in their in their ginormous dorm room at Worthington. Like it's a it's an apartment at this point. It looks like it, yeah. And it's equivalent, just without a kitchen. Right. <laughs> they need a hot plate. <laughs> right. So she's like, Oh, so he wants he wants you to go on tour to sing, right? And she's like, No, to be his girlfriend. And Audrey's like, really? <laughs> She's like, Charlie Todd, the boy who'll break your heart and then start him on your sister. <laughs> and Joey's like, you know, the roguishly handsome bad boy we've grown to love <laughs> vanished. <laughs> oh my God. So Joey's like, well, no, Audrey says, 
Uh, Elvis has left the building. And then that reminded me of Las Vegas because it's not what they always say in Las Vegas. <laughs> Elvis has left the building? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so Joey says, um, actually, he's downstairs buying snacks from the vending machine. He wants to spend as much time together before he leaves. I was like, well, that was your idea. That was her idea. She wanted to do that. Right. But this is when Joey says that they've skipped many levels. And Audrey's like, I don't see the problem. He drove halfway across the country to sweep you off your feet. And now you want, now he wants you to join him on the open road for some great adventure. And Joey's like, it's not romantic. It gets worse because Charlie talked about staying and he used the word us. <laughs> and she's like, yikes, more levels, <laughs> but he's not staying. Right. And Joey says, no. And she's like, well, then chill out. You're overreacting. The worst that could happen is that you hurt his feelings a little bit. And she's like, and bonus, who knew Charlie Todd had any feelings? So Audrey has to leave because she has to go with Pacey to their restaurant meeting. And when she leaves, Charlie's there with a bunch of snacks. He's got cola. (laughs) Yeah, like a diet cola and a regular one. And then there was like chips and chocolate, I think, in his other hand. Yeah, and vending machine snacks. And Joey just like sits on the bed and she just looks like, oh, all right. So now at Civilization... Audrey says, if there's flair involved, I'm quitting. (laughs) Well, you're not going to have to quit, Audrey, because you're going to get fired. Poor girl. Last one hired, first one fired. Well, don't you think Alex fired her purposely because she knew that they were together? I feel like she she wanted to get into pansy. Yeah, but she, all right. Probably in the pansies. Pansies. She (laughs) wants to get into Pacey's pants. And even though she's never met him before, she heard a lot about him. And I, yeah, probably. I'm sure that she was well aware of the relationship thing. I just, I don't know. But apparently that's like a thing in the kitchen. I like, people use their whatevers to get ahead. Some crazy shit. Well, I really was- don't be surprised, but this entire, this entire thing with this woman just makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Yeah, because she's totally, she's like sexually harassing him. Yeah, she is definitely sexually harassing him. Like, it's illegal. And he's just like, oh, she likes me. Like, she, he doesn't even like care. Because he's a guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, I have a girlfriend and you fired yeah. my girlfriend. And now you're telling me, she, like, you can't hire her. What will end up happening, I think, in the next episode, if he fights back, she's going to end up threatening him his position too, because she wants what she wants. I feel like he's going to sleep with her. I don't know. I hope not. I feel like he's going to do something with her. I don't know. And then him and Audrey are going to like break up suddenly. That's what happens on this show all the time. Yeah, no. They have these I hope not. big proclamations of how much they love each other. And then all of a sudden, this third party comes in and they break up. They've been doing it since the first season. Jesus. Remember second season when Jack came? Like as soon as Dawson and Joey got together, Jack came and they split them up. Like, it's yeah. So- anyway. I don't think so, though. I think he leaves. I don't remember, though. I wish mm. I did. Well... We only have a couple episodes left. Yeah. Well, this is when we meet Alex Pearl, a.k.a. Charlene Fenn. And she she lets them know that they bought out the restaurant and the owner and the chef have moved on to other prospects. But they're looking to expand the restaurant. And now Pacey's like talking for the whole crew. And she's just like, were you like regulated or nominated to talk for everybody? <laughs> nominated. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, multiple locations, that sounds like like a chain. And she's like, well, with similar atmosphere and menu, do you have a problem with that? And he's like, no, I have a problem with people being forced out of things that they built with their own hands. 
she goes, well, nobody walked away from this deal poverty stricken. That's why people get into the restaurant business, isn't it? And he's like, why? To make money? I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> this is like I the mean, most, most people get a job because they want to make money. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's been like rolling in the dough since he started this job. Like, he's never worked at a place where he's had this much money before. And that's his response to her. I thought it was so dumb. I was like, Pacey is not this stupid. But the other thing that cracked he's me up is mad. like. He's just mad. Not even that he's stupid. He's just mad. But he he really thought that like Danny and whoever else owned this restaurant weren't given a, like a type of settlement to be bought out. He's just like I don't know if he's just like confused that Danny didn't tell him. But that's probably what it is. It was probably what it is because he didn't think that it was ever going to happen. He had no warning, so he's like, "Why did this happen? Oh, it was so sudden. It had to have been a reason, and it probably wasn't a positive reason." Yeah. Well, I guess Danny was just like you're my protege and now I'm leaving and right. I don't want you to think I'm a sellout, but at the same time, that's why people get into the restaurant business to make money. Duh, Pacey. (laughs) People just, you know, want a job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, she's like, people are going to be fired and um, we're going to speak to everybody individually. So she calls, Audrey calls her the devil. (laughs) But Alex introduces herself to Pacey and she apologizes for how she's coming off. And she tells him he's the first person that she needs to talk to. So they go into his office. I thought that was weird. Only for like a second until I realized he was getting promoted. And then I'm like, okay, they wanted to handle promotions first. Because I'm like, Pacey, his last name's Witter. Like, wouldn't they go in some alphabetical order? Yeah. She was probably like, well, we gotta we have to uh talk to Pacey first because we need somebody in the in the kitchen to cook. <laughs> right. They're closed for the for lunch, but they're coming back for the dinner rush. So so yeah, she promotes him and she, he's sort of like, You're promoting me. She's like, What you can't handle it? And he's like, No, no, no. You not I, want it? <laughs> I really want this job. And she's like, All right, well, go go start cooking because we got a business to run. I've got other people to talk to. I got other people to fire. <laughs> right. Uh, so now we're with Charlie and Joey. They're in her dorm. She's studying, like I said. And he's reading. He's trying to read a magazine. Just flipping through it. Frustrated. Anxious. Yeah, he's 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 like horny. He wants to like fuck her before he goes on tour. But <laughs> she's, not giving, she's not giving it up. So he's like, are you coming to my show tonight? And she's like... <laughs> I wouldn't miss your farewell to Boston. (laughs) He's like, look, my speech to you didn't go over as planned. And maybe I shouldn't go on the tour because school is important and there will be other offers. She's like, no, you have to go on tour. Please just go on tour. (laughs) She's like, this is not what I want to hear from you. So he starts kissing her and he says, we're going to have a lot of fun together. We can start our own band. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? No. (laughs) Definitely no. Just the two of them. (laughs) She sings I Want You to Want Me every single night. The only song she knows. (laughs) I want you to want me. And then she like... She she ends up doing like a rock version of Les Miserables. (laughs) Oh, God. 
<laughs> He's like, these are the only two songs I know. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, she's like, I have to tell you something. And then he starts kissing her and she's like, well, I guess I'm not going to tell you that I want you to go on tour. Yeah, right. I think he knew it was coming. He's like, if I kiss her, she won't speak. <laughs> right. And then she won't tell me what I don't want to hear. Well, she does tell him it's not a good idea anymore. Yeah. And he's like, well, I know you have your doubts about me, but it's not too late for me to prove that I can be a person of substance. And uh, he's like, we're going to be great together. I know this is the right decision. And then he leaves. And she's just he is like jumping the gun with this entire thing, isn't he? He's just like, we're going to be amazing. Watch. She's like, dude, this is like, this is not what I want. (laughs) It's what you want. (laughs) Oh, this is when Dawson and Oliver are in their meeting with Andrew Waller. Oh, no, they're not in it yet. They're waiting. It's this dumb scene where they're waiting in the waiting room. And Oliver says something about how it's a power move that they're making him wait, making them wait. But then he looks at the receptionist and she sort of gives him like a smile. And he's like, dude, she wants me. Dawson's like, you're crazy. And he's like, no, I'm going to ask her out. The dude is crazy. Like, he's he's not all there, man. Yeah. He's like, please don't do that. And he's like, yeah, I'll wait till we leave. And he's like, there's something wrong with you. Like, she's not looking at you. It was such a weird scene. There, it was. There was no reason for it at all. I don't understand why they. Picked. I think so. So she overheard whatever stupid, idiotic thing came out of his mouth before that, and he noticed her glance at her and make a face, and he completely misread the face, and then it snowballed. And Dawson's just like, "Dude, just no. She's not interested. You're an idiot. Just leave it go. Don't flirt with the receptionist at the agency we're trying to get into." She was. She was waiting. She was way too pretty for him anyway. Yeah. The next scene we find out Audrey got fired. She says, the wench fired me. The wench. And Pacey's like, look, it's busy right now because it's a dinner rush. I got to roast these tomatoes on a sheet pan. So I'll I'll get you your job back by tomorrow. Okay. And then she's like, you promise, Pacey? And he's like, of course, I'm Pacey Witter. I'll get you your job back. Here we are, Pacey making promises he can't keep and has no business making. I know. Well, I guess he does have some kind of pull since he's like head chef now. Yeah, I guess so. And he would have a lot of pull if he slept with his manager because that's where that's going. Well, right now in his brain, he's. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't realize what a slime ball she is. So, yeah, yeah. he doesn't know yet. But right now in his head, he's thinking, she wants me as a head chef. Like she promoted me. I'm going to let her know that I need Audrey to work here as, as a waitress. And maybe she'll get her job back. Like, we don't know yet, but we don't know that she's just a manipulator. Right. She's a dirty, dirty liar. So then we cut back to Oliver and Dawson in their meeting with Andrew Waller. This is when he blows it. And Dawson's pissed off. And Andrew's just like, Oliver does this whole thing where he's like, cut to the chase. Like, you, you want, you know what's in right now? Young talent. And Andrew's like, yeah, that's why I called you here, dummy. And he's like, yeah, well, let's just cut to the chase. Like, what's going on? And he's like, um, is he, yeah, like, is he always like this? And Dawson's like, not always. So then he's just like, all right, I got to go to another meeting. We'll, we'll, what is I'll he call saying? you later. Yeah. <laughs> he's we'll, basically like, we'll be in touch. I'll call you. We'll back. be in touch. That's what he says. Yeah. Yeah. And then they leave and Dawson's kind of pissed off. Well, I don't blame him. They could have gotten to the chase. Instead, this guy went on an entire monologue <sighs> about nonsense. 
It was so cringy. How wonderful they are. And he's like, all right, let's cut to the chase. Dude, this guy was ready to get to the chase. And this is why I called you in here. And this guy just had to open his mouth. Stupid. Yeah. It was just like, he doesn't know how to get out of his own way. It's, it's no. terrible. No, it's like watching a train wreck. When we get to this scene with him and, and Dawson, which is coming up. I mean, I'll, well, I'll just wait. I'll wait to get my thoughts when we get there. Okay. Um, so Audrey is back at her dorm. She's upset because she was fired. <laughs> She's like laying upside down while Joey's pacing back and forth in front of her. And we got this fun camera angle where she's looking at Joey from upside down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joey's just like, I wasn't overreacting. And she's like, I'm a horrible person. The worst kind of person because I suck these boys into my web and make them give up their dreams until they're left sad and dreamless and living in Boston. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. This isn't the first or the second time a guy has thought about giving up what they wanted to do to follow her around. Well, this will be the second, technically, but the third guy to move to Boston. Well, I guess technically. I mean, no. We'll say with Dawson, he gave up in California. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing with Pacey, they had a little bit of a thing where he was like, he was going to follow her and then they didn't work. And he was like, I can't do this. No, I wouldn't say that. I feel like Pacey did that on his own. Pacey ruined that for himself. He just somehow happened to end up in Boston after he was in Greece or whatever. Well, no, I know that. But I I mean, like, he almost, though, he almost until he kind of was like, what am I doing? I can't do this. I can't keep up with you. You're going here and I'm staying behind and I'm never leaving and I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like he he almost did. I feel like they had like a similar path that could have been followed. Yeah. Because she wanted him to go with him. She wanted him to go with her and he decided against it and they had that big blow up at prom. And then, I mean, now we've got this kid. This kid. <laughs> and Audrey says, well, what about your dreams? And Joey's like, this is my dream. Worthington. <laughs> and Audrey I always says, wanted to go here. It's my way out of Cape Side. And Audrey says, you need to dream bigger. <laughs> Dude, her dream has always been to get out of Cape Side. And this is the way that she was doing it. She's mm-hmm. achieving her dreams right now by being not in Cape Side. So Audrey says, if you felt this strongly about it, why did you just tell him to go on tour? And Joey's like, I tried, but he dropped a bombshell on me and then he left. He dropped a bomb on me, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> you dropped the bomb on me. Thanks for me on. Whatever he said. So she says she doesn't want to hurt his feelings. How do you tell someone who's into you that you're not, and Audrey says, into them? <laughs> and Joey's like, I'm not ready to be anyone's girlfriend, which is hilarious because a couple episodes ago, she was like, I'm ready to be a girlfriend. Yeah, I know. She just doesn't want to be his girlfriend. They just, the writers just contradict themselves constantly on this show. Well, no offense to the writers, but this is what happens when every writer on every episode is different. True. That's true. So um, she says that Charlie said he wants to prove to me that he can be a person of substance. And Audrey says, this is much worse than I imagined. (laughs) And now we cut to the restaurant. It's super, super busy. Alex is in the kitchen. She gets in Pacey's way. She brings up something about lobster. And he's like, Danny used to order, had a guy. And she's like, remember Pacey about all the changes. Pacey, like, this isn't, this isn't Danny Brucker's restaurant anymore. And he goes, well, I want to talk to you about Audrey. Change is hard for people, especially in the work environment. When you're so used to doing things a certain type of way and all of a sudden everything's changing, that gets hard for people. 
Yeah, that's like a normal thing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. happened to me a million times. Yep, change is hard. Um. Oh, so they're in the kitchen and somebody bumps into Alex and she ends up literally like on top of Pacey. And she does this weird thing where like, so he's like holding her, right? And her whole face just sort of like goes into his like neck. She's, she smiles like she's excited by it. Dude, that's what she wanted though. She purposed this. Is, I'm telling you, girls can be so snaky, man. Like, oh, wait, who- do you think she told that guy to bump into her on purpose? No, but I think that she might have gotten in that dude's way on purpose. Oh, and that's she's true. Standing near PC so that would happen. I think she's a snaky, conniving, sneaky bitch. That's what I think. That's true. She was like, oh, maybe I can see how big his penis is if I just bump into him somehow. Yeah. But he looks awkward about it, too. But he also looks like he didn't mind it. It's it's weird, but... Why, dude. I Men are... I don't know. <laughs> so... They don't always think fast enough for that stuff. You know, they're like, oh, woman. And then it's like delayed reaction. Oh, woman. <laughs> You're not my woman. I have, I have delayed reactions don't with everything. Don't touch me. Huh? I have delayed reactions with everything. I mean, I feel like it's kind of normal because you have to process the situation. You're not thinking ahead like, oh, this is a possibility this might happen. And if it does, this is how I need to react. You're just focused on your job. And all of a sudden, some chick is throwing herself at you and you're like processing the situation. Like, what's happening right now? Is this really happening? And then it's like, oh, let me cut into gear. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Back up. (laughs) You're too close. close. He's like, God damn it. I just told Audrey how much I feel about how i feel about her and now this woman just jumped me (laughs) let's just hope that pacey doesn't fuck up his relationship with it well let's see because of this skank (laughs) who's using her position you know as a he's harvey weinsteining him yeah right so anyway she's like now's not the time to discuss this come into my office later and we can talk about it then which he does so we cut to dawson and oliver walking to their car his car um the jeep right the jeep and dawson says tell me you have no idea what you did in there and oliver's like yeah so i got carried away and he's like you're always doing this pretending we're something we're not and oliver says i was just trying to keep the conversation going i promise next time to give the full hollywood brown nose treatment and dawson's like what next time that was our only time he's like oliver what is wrong with you (laughs) i feel like oliver is so used to having these issues that he's just has to look at the bright side because if he recognizes every time he fucks his situation and opportunities up he'd be like miserable oh he has to live in this fantasy world where like i'm just gonna be this person and it's all right there'll be plenty more opportunities honestly i wouldn't be surprised if that's something that his like parents drilled into his head every time he screwed up a situation that's all right there'll be another opportunity just to make him feel better and i mean most of the time there is going to be more opportunities your whole life is filled with choices and opportunities but uh there are certain things that come come in our lives that only happen like once in a lifetime yeah and those are the ones you got to be careful for yeah don't fuck it up (laughs) and he seemed to fuck it up yeah yeah oliver's like um you know, Andrew Waller is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole world of agents out there waiting to be introduced to the blinding brilliance of Churchick and Leary. And I was like, that's the first time we heard his last name. <laughs> and Dawson's <laughs> like, yeah, none of who, none of whom returned our phone calls. 
And he says, yeah, but our film kicks serious ass. And the next one's going to be even better. We are a great team, like the Cohen brothers. And he starts, like, naming other brothers. And Dawson's like, yeah, except we're not brothers. The Blues brothers. <laughs> the ones that did the, the animals. What was it? What? Who's the one that had the circus? Oh, Ringling Brothers. <laughs> the Ringling Brothers, that's it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> You're They're clowns. They're clowns now. So yeah, Dawson's like, except we're not brothers. We made one film together. And after today, I'm starting to think this whole partnership is a bad idea. And Oliver's like, you want to end the partnership? And Dawson says, no. I just, I didn't walk into that meeting expecting some miracle. But I wanted to go better than that. And Oliver says, so did I. But it didn't happen. So let's go back to making movies. And when we get another chance, and then Dawson loses his mind. And he says, another chance that was our chance and we blew it and that's when he's like i'm just trying to be optimistic and dawson says well i'm being realistic while you're just being naive did it bother you when they threw their backpacks on the ground no i didn't even notice that (laughs) they both threw their background backpacks on the ground and i was so bothered by that because like you're in a parking garage too much grossness and oil and like whatever is on the ground (laughs) On those parking lots, you just throw in your stuff on it. It bothered me. I don't know. That's that's what I was focused on. Not so much their conversation that they were having, but the fact that they dropped their book bags on the ground. I didn't notice that. (laughs) Um. Well, what I did notice is when Oliver says, "Oh, really, Mister? Let's drive all the way to Florida to fulfill my romantic destiny." And I was like, "That was his idea." So, like, what is he talking about? That was exactly because he wasn't going to go do it. He was maybe fantasizing and a little bit distracted, but he definitely wasn't going to just go do that. Yeah. So that was like his whole idea. That's why they rescheduled this meeting because Oliver was like, no, let's reschedule it. There'll be more. We can, whatever you go, you go get Joey. And now he's throwing it in his face. I was like, why didn't Dawson just be like, you're the one who agreed to do that. You're the one that suggested it and then pushed me to go do it. I wasn't going to. I mean, so don't they, throw that in my face. They would have been better off just going to the fucking meeting that day. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to have been a little bit normal that day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like his meds were working. I was literally <laughs> going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> his meds were working that day, so I don't know. So anyway, Oliver is pissed off. So now he's taking the train back, and I was like, I don't know why he's mad. He's the one who ruined their chance with this this agent. Like, I think he's just being defensive. Dawson's the one who should be like really upset about it. He was being defensive. That's what I think. So now we are with Audrey and Joey, and they're at Charlie's last show ever. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Joey's like, I can't even have a fling properly. This was supposed to be carefree. And Audrey says, it will be as soon as you tell him how you feel. Dump him. Break his little heart. It's the only way to get that boy on the tour bus. (laughs) Joey's like, how do I break his heart? And Audrey's like, oh, please. Like, you've never done it before. And Joey's like, not intentionally. (laughs) Um, This is when Pacey just randomly joins them, which made absolutely no sense. I was like, why is he just, like, showing up? I thought he was, like, at the restaurant cooking dinner for everybody. Did you think it was weird? I guess he... No, I didn't think it was that weird because Audrey was there. So they she probably... He probably knew where they were. So he finished whatever he was doing and then was catching up with them. It was just, I don't know. I thought it was weird because he was working. 
he was working. And then I don't know if you notice this, Stephen, but time passes very weird here in Dawson's Creek. One minute it'll be Friday, and the next minute it's still Friday, and then the next minute we skip to like the following week, and it's like the following Saturday. I don't so. know. They're just like, all right, so we need Pacey in the scene, so let's bring Pacey in. But he would, he should be at work. But let's just pretend like he's just off early. It's nighttime now. Work is over. School is over, and he met he met up with them as soon as he was done. That's that's what I that's what I figured was happening. That's why I didn't think too much of it. So Audrey asks if he got her job back and he's like, well, I didn't get a chance to talk to Alex, but I'll talk to her tomorrow morning and you'll have your job back by tomorrow. And Joey's like, what's your new boss like? And Audrey's like, it's not about what she's like. It's what she looks like. And Joey's like, oh, a bit of a hottie. She's and a skank asshole. <laughs> and Audrey says, as far as older women are concerned, and Pacey's like, not that old. And Audrey He's not goes, helping himself with this then. <laughs> I know. She I know. just been like, yeah, she's totally old. But I mean, you're talking, you're talking to a guy who lost his virginity at what, 16, 17, to a I teacher. Know, that's, that's what I thought like of 20s, too. Early 30s, so he likes older uh, women. He, yeah, he did not mind the older lady. Audrey says, "Older than us, whatever. Younger than Grams." <laughs> um. So Pacey's like, "Why am I here?" And they fill him in on the Joey Charlie drama. And Audrey says that the boy is quite smitten. And Pacey says, uh, well, I can't blame him for that. And Audrey looks at him like, oh, my God, that's it. You guys just sit back and let me handle this. And we're like, what? Like, what are you going to do? So then they act really stupid because Charlie comes over and he goes, the deed is done. I'm no longer a member of aggressive mediocrity. (laughs) That's going to be my band name, Aggressive Mediocrity. <laughs> Honestly, I like it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that could catch on. And then Audrey goes, and Audrey Liddell will no longer be made a fool of. And you call yourself my friend. And she's looking at Joey and Joey goes, I am your friend. So then Audrey says, well, then maybe you can explain to me why you've been sleeping with my boyfriend for the past three months. And Pacey and Joey are both like, what? <laughs> so now they're like fake fighting. Wait, let's do it at the same time. One, two, three. What? <laughs> um, Audrey tells Pacey to be quiet. This is between her and Bambi eyes. <laughs> and Charlie's like, what is going on? And Pacey doesn't understand either. I was like, she literally just told you to that she's going to handle this. Like, you know, she's lying. Like, you can't be that stupid. They definitely picked it up, but I don't think that they realized exactly where she was going to go with that. Because Pacey and Joey are looking at each other. <laughs> and then she said that thing like, we know you still have the hots for Pacey. And she's like, I mean, what? <laughs> she call- yeah, she calls her a homewrecker. Yeah. Did you just call me out on some emotions that I haven't thought about in a while? No, Audrey goes, and now that you see us together, you see what a fantastic male specimen he is. <laughs> and then Charlie makes a really funny face. I thought that was hilarious. Like, he's not the perfect male specimen. <laughs> and even Joey goes, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and Audrey says, yes, you would. In fact, you would fight me for him, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> and then she I says, love when she, I love the way she tries to handle situations, though. Like, she's hysterical. I Like, she honestly, really she brings the comedic relief that we really needed. Because, like, the first bunch of seasons we had, like, these these like anti-characters you know the ones that like always wanted to start fights but like in the worst kind of way so that they resolve their differences and their problems and in this case she just she finds 
better ways to resolve their problems like in a funnier way not like a dramatic way yeah and with with comedy (laughs) right oh yeah so they're like fighting and at one point joey hits her and and audrey goes that hurt and audrey or joey goes no duh (laughs) like we're we're hitting each other (laughs) so then pacey breaks up the two of them and he goes hey chuck you want to help me out So then Charlie pulls Joey away and he says, is this some kind of elaborate private joke that I don't know about? And Pacey's like, yeah, uh, why don't you explain to Charlie what's going on? And Joey's like, you guys can go. I'll talk to him or whatever. So he's just sort of like, what was that about? And she's like, you shouldn't stay. You should go on your tour because you'll regret it. And if you're staying just for me, then, and he says, then don't. And she says, if I wasn't in the picture, would you even consider staying? And he says, no. And she goes, see my point? And he says, this doesn't feel good. And she says, no. And neither does missing one of the greatest opportunities in your life just because I asked you to. And he says, but you didn't ask me. And then he walks away. (laughs) She's such a heartbreaker. (laughs) She is, isn't she? She's a heartbreaker. you got your own words i got the actual words it's a beautiful thing all right so now dawson stayed and waited to talk to andrew waller because he tells him that he wants another chance and andrew's like i feel your energy and you're not faking it that teenage crap you guys did people love it and he says send me your next project and i'll i'll make some phone calls and put some feelers out to see if they want to look at your film and he's like i can't promise anything and dawson's like i totally understand i totally understand and he says then i guess we have a deal and they shake hands they shook on it they have a they deal. definitely shook on it dawson has a hollywood agent uh oliver uh undetermined <laughs> right we don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> undecided uh joey and audrey are oh so this is like the final scene joey and audrey are being woken up by charlie outside singing i want you to want me acoustically on his guitar outside um it looks like it's really cold out too yeah it looks like a cold saturday morning like like there's a frost in the air that, that's what it reminded me of one saturday morning <laughs> or that <laughs> Well, you would you were watching that while this was airing back then. So. Probably. <laughs> um, Audrey's like, what is that sound? It sounds like a cat dying. <laughs> but he's like literally outside their dorm window because they, they go to the window and they open up these big glass, like stained glass door windows. Like, yeah, honestly, the campus is beautiful. I was like, Jesus Christ, their tuition is probably astronomical just to stay in the dorms. But he's out there playing on his guitar. And Audrey goes, could he be any cuter? And Joey says, well, he could be more in tune. I was like, shut up, Joey. Like, you're the last person who should be talking about singing in tune. Right. (laughs) So she goes out to talk to him. And he's like, I'm definitely going on the tour. And he says, I may never be as smart as you, but I will be a person of substance. And on that day, I may have to come looking for you. And she's like, it's not like that. It's never been about you not being substantial. It's about you making a major life decision based on, and he goes, you. And she says, I was going to say a whirlwind romance. And he says, sometimes those are the best kind. Well, you would know about that, wouldn't you? (laughs) I mean, exhibit A over here. Right. I mean, sometimes things just work. He says, sometimes those are the best kind. 
So they kiss because she starts she starts saying like negative things and he just kisses her to shut up pretty much. And he says he had a good time and then he leaves. Well, she like they kiss again, but she like grabs his hair and she like takes it all in. She's like, you're so cute, Charlie Todd. Now we are at the restaurant where Pacey goes to talk to Alex about Audrey and she asks him how old he is. And he's like 19. She's like, that's a little too young to be settling down, isn't it? And she starts to come on to him. She just flat out kisses him. I know. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> She's disgusting. He's like, uh, can you hire my girlfriend back? She's like, what? Let me just make out with you right now. And he's sure, like. Under one, uh, under one stipulation. <laughs> yeah. You have to fuck me first. <laughs> You gotta fuck me on my desk right now, Pacey, and then I'll hire your girlfriend back. And he's like, I don't know if she wants it that bad. How how bad how bad do you want her to work here? (laughs) You have to tell me how bad. Well, I don't know if she would want to work with me after finding out we fucked on her desk, Alex. Right. (laughs) Right, exactly. That might be complicated for me. (laughs) Let's hope Pacey uses his brain. And How bad do you want her to work her. here? Yeah. Let's see which head he decides to pay attention to. Well, he's smart. He uses his brain because he says, I think we got our wires crossed. Yeah. And she goes, oh, did no. we? I don't think we did. And he's like, well, I think I should go. And she goes, are you sure about that? <laughs> She's such an yeah, asshole. Yeah, you skanko. And he's like, "Uh, I gotta go. And she's like, all right, see ya. Like, she does this shit all the time. Yeah, she probably does. She really is gross. I don't understand yeah. it. She's disgusting. People like that are gross. Men and women alike. Yeah. She's a person in authority and power, and she's using it to her advantage in the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. And I know this was like 25, like 30 years ago, whatever, and it was very different. Still wrong. No, it, I'm pretty sure it's it's probably... I'm sure that shit's still happening. Like, I'm not no, even... It's st- sure it still is happening. happening. But yeah. I feel like today she would not be working in the restaurant business at all. She would, I would fucking hope not, dude. She would not be working at all. She'd be taking like classes on how to not, you know, about sexual harassment in the workplace. I would hope that this day and age, like people would probably report her, <laughs> report her. But to be honest, depending on who it is, and if they felt threatened, then they were going to be stonewalled for a job. They might just deal with it. Yeah, they might. But sometimes, sometimes you got to take that chance because who knows how many times that person's doing it to other people. No, I agree. It only, I'm not it only takes one you. person to stand up for the silent people that aren't speaking out, you know. And I know she's a fictional character, but I mean, this literally happened with Harvey Weinstein and so many other people in, in the Hollywood in Hollywood, and you know, got like if that's happening in Hollywood, how often do you think it happens in real life with like people in? Like this should happen. Office and I've I've heard things. This stuff happens. Supermarkets, even like you don't know. It's crazy. It happens everywhere. People are gross. Yep. People use their authority to get away with shit, and they they use it the wrong way, and it's just disgusting. the entitlement of them. Yeah. Astronomical. All right. So this is our final scene. Um, it's nighttime now. Dawson is leaving Grams, and Joey catches up with them. She's like, Dawson, where you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going to go get some food. He's like, what are you doing here? But he has a big smile on his face because he's happy oh, to yeah, see her. Of course. 
And she's like, I-, I was coming to see how your big Hollywood meeting went. And that's when she smiled. Or no, she doesn't smile yet. He goes, well, I think I have an agent. And that's when she goes, she smiles with her tongue. And she's like, that's amazing, Dawson. I'm so happy for you. Amazeballs. balls. We're just in a mood to make fun of Katie Holmes today, I guess. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> Did you just say that about Katie Holmes, Stephen? Katie Holmes has lived a very perfect life, okay, Jamie? She we don't really know has. her life. <laughs> I just know her life from what I know about it in in the entertainment in in blogs, okay? And she's living a pretty fucking perfect life, if you ask me. I can only imagine what her ginormous like penthouse condo looks like in New York City. I can only imagine. Uh... So she's like, um, "Where are you going?" or whatever, and he's like, "I'm gonna go get food." And she's like, "Does that food vaguely have something to do with the pizza family?" And he's like, possibly. <laughs> then he goes, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Pasta, baby. So they start they start walking together and he's like, Did I miss anything the last couple of days? She's like, Oh, the usual. Broke a few hearts. Started a ballroom, barroom bra, the usual. And he's like, Oh, the usual. And they just walk off together to their pizza date, and that's the end of the episode. Credits. Next yeah. episode is number 21, titled After Hours. Ooh, <gasps> something's gonna happen. After Hours. I mean, maybe Pacey does cheat on her, and that's why Audrey, Audrey starts cheat, like drinking heavily. Oh, maybe. But I look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I started watching the next episode because it was just playing, and I know it's what happens. Um, but we'll see. We'll talk about it next week when we stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> um, Jamie, final thoughts on uh, separate world, separate. Wait, what is this episode called? <laughs> Something far away. Separate. Oh my god, separate ways, worlds apart. Right? Yeah, something like that. Um, I can't. I'm glad that. I mean, I'm looking forward to the next episode because I really don't remember what happens with this uh, manager lady and Pacey. Per se, like I, I don't really remember. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm kind of glad Charlie's out of the picture. We can move on from that plot. Yeah. Um, but other than that, nothing new to add on my end. How about you? Yeah, I feel the same. I'm excited to see where we go with the rest of the remainder of the this, this season. It's almost over. And, you know, if anything happens with Pacey and Audrey, I'm pretty sure they're broken up by next season because... Yeah, no, they are. Something happens. I'm telling you, he might cheat on her. Yeah, he's going to be tempted. For sure. And um, yeah, I'm curious to see where we go now with Joey and her love life or like what's going to happen with her. Because I know I know that they sort of bring her and Dawson back together. Like it was for like a minute for like a minute. He like starts seeing somebody at his new job or whatever. And then he comes back to visit and they bang and then it's like a big mistake and then that's that yeah so we'll see but yeah um i just can't believe we're almost done the season it's crazy no. No. <laughs> we're almost done this show <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it feel like it kind of just started sometimes it's weird a little bit. yeah no it does wow. i'm um it's crazy i'm trying not to think too much <laughs> you know um, all right. Well, before we go, we have a new 
uh, review to read from Apple Podcasts. Do you want? Do you want me to read it, Jamie? Yes, please. Yes, please. All right. So this is a five star review that was left on ten sixteen. Like I haven't even checked it since then. Oh wow! Yeah, it's been almost a month. Yeah. So this is from Meg Ash G, and she says Joey's Creek. I started my Dawson's Creek obsession when I was way too young to actually watch it. Sounds like you. (laughs) I would sneak out of my room after my mom put me to bed and sit outside her bedroom watching it through the crack in her door. When I got older, I would pretend to be sick from school so I could watch the back-to-back reruns on TBS. Yes. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I used to watch it on TBS too when when it was like in syndication. Listening to this podcast brings back so many memories and makes me laugh out loud every single episode. Not only do I love the Creek content, I thoroughly enjoy their spontaneous catch-up segments at the beginning of every episode. She wrote spontaneous in quotes. <laughs> it sure seems spontaneous. <laughs> I just got that. spontaneous. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Can we use that? I, I, wait, as I read through it, I was like, why, why does she have spontaneous in quotes? <laughs> <laughs> We're consistently spontaneous, so you know. Oh, that was so smart. <laughs> um, not only do I love the create content, I thoroughly enjoy their spontaneous catch-up segments at the beginning of every episode. The theme song is so catchy that my husband can often be heard singing it to himself while cleaning around the house. Oh, so much. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to tell Justin. Yeah. This is a fun-only podcast made by two really great friends who never take themselves too seriously. Oh. No, we don't. <laughs> you should you should you should hear us argue awful. <laughs> and then we're like, let's record this podcast. <laughs> yeah, all's well with the world. <laughs> ten out of ten, highly recommend. I've been listening to Jamie and Steven since pretty much the beginning. I've been a Patreon a patron since they joined, and although we're coming down to the end of the creek. I can't wait to see what they'll do next and continue to support them along the way. You guys are the best. Bye. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) I know. That's so nice. That's such a nice review to leave for us and such a sweet comment. Thank you. So we have two Megans that are Patreon members. I'm assuming this person's name is Meg because this is Meg. So um, I need to reach out to both of them and see which one of them wrote wrote us but listen i will say um i know we've been saying this for for months now but we are trying to get merch to send our patreon members because we want to give back it's a process guys (laughs) it's like i don't have like time at all to do anything and um but it's coming along okay so keep keep uh uh what was i gonna say stay tuned tuned. yes but yeah we appreciate that so much meg and if you want to leave us a five-star rating and review you can do that on apple Podcasts, and it's totally free we would love for you to leave one for us so we can read it on our next episode but jamie i think we can end the episode what do you think yeah we can do that you're literally reading while I'm talking. To I'm you. not reading. This is this is what this is what our listeners don't. I'm not understand. reading. You're not even paying attention. I'm paying attention. I'm responding. I was listening. And yes, we can end the episode unless there's anything else you'd like to add. 
Jamie wants to really wants to end the episode now because one, she either has to poop because she's been squirming, <laughs> and two, she wants to read something. All right, no. so Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? <laughs> <laughs> Besides in the toilet? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yo, um, you can find me on Instagram at jlyn underscore book lover. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thanks. And if you want to find us, you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram and threads at mm-hmm. Creek Talk Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can also join our Facebook group and engage with us over there. We're having a blast, right, Jamie? Just having we fun are. over there. Lots of fun. And if you want to, like I said, leave us a five-star rating or review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can leave us a five-star rating on spotify all completely free we would greatly appreciate it because it the helps only thing out. it charges is your time exactly and your energy with your <laughs> finger tips. your fingers yeah <laughs> whether it's and, your or your fingers who knows and if you're feeling super generous you can join our patreon where at the five dollar tier we are currently recapping the 2002 kevin williamson series glory days which we're supposed to recap this Friday, right, Jamie? Yep, the plan. I think we're on episode five. Yeah, I think so too. But it's been fun recapping this show. But if you join, you'll also have access to our whole Young American series. And we have links to the episodes that you can watch and follow along if you're into that. So click on any of our link trees and any of our bios and you can find everything over there. But for now, I have to go get my guitar and learn how to sing I Want You to Want Me so I can come outside of your bedroom door window and sing to you outside in the freezing cold. But it's (laughs) going to be a while because you're in another state. So, Well, at least it'll be a lot warmer if you were to fly out here and do it. (laughs) I'm just going to go out to my neighbors and sing and see what they do. (laughs) They'll probably like kill me. They'll start throwing things at you. <laughs> Boo! They'll literally throw back my Amazon package that they steal from me. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the trash bags and whatever. <laughs> the trash bag. Yeah. Here's your trash bags because you're trash. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my god. All right. Well, we hope everybody has a great weekend and we'll be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Oh, that was beautiful. I learned from Charlie Todd. Oh. <laughs> no, Katie Holmes. I learned from Katie Holmes. You learned from both of them at the same time. All right. Talking about Dawson's Creek.